Speaking of getting booked, this podcast is about one thing, getting booked to speak more. Whether you are an established speaker or a newbie, we want to see your career take off. Hundreds of speakers are hired every single day, and you are next. Let's jump in with your host, Matt Browning. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to Speaking of Getting Booked, You Speak and you want to get booked. That's the whole point of this. So we're going to dive right in to some teaching elements. And, you know, season two in this has been a lot of fun to do because we've been certainly working with a whole, as you know, the the phrase, the new normal, we've been working with a different landscape. And today I have, uh, my guest is Sharon Ringer. She's not just the founder of the I'm Possible Women's Empowerment Collaborative, which is a community of female entrepreneurs collaborating together to elevate, educate, and empower their lives uh, and each other. It's a phenomenal mastermind for female, uh, well, for all women. Uh, But she's also been the creative director for the Sharon Ringer Events, which is a boutique event planning company for everything from corporate, social, and weddings. She's worked worked with clients like the Queen of Blues, Shamika Copeland, a multi-Grammy nominee, and many, many people uh, bringing their vision to reality in their live events. She's won numerous Wedding Industry Experts Awards, BizBash Reader's Choice finalist, uh, and I mean, her list of accolades go on and on. Sharon Ringer knows a thing or two about putting people into the room and she's seen a speaker once or twice including herself so Sharon welcome to the show thanks for making the time today thank you for having me this is great it's great it's already great we haven't even started yet well we've been talking for a few minutes Um, so I I just kind of want to jump in with you the last thing we talked about just before we went to tape is you know I I said hey let's keep it evergreen right because this is going to be going out over time and in a new season in a few months but you were like well we got to talk a little bit about what this whole last season has been like, like the year of 2020, essentially Um, from the events perspective and running your own events. What have you been seeing that we need to look at as speakers differently? I think there's a lot of voices about this that some people say it's the quote unquote new normal. Some people say it's temporary. It'll come back. Others say it is a temporary shift, and when it comes back, it will be different. It's not going to be what we did in 2020, and it's not going to be like what 2019 was like. 2021 is its own year. What's your take on kind of the event industry itself and what we should be looking forward to? So I really feel like we first have to embrace that evolution happens, irregardless of whether we have you know life happening like 2020. Um, I think back on when events happened back in the day, because I've been doing weddings for a few years. I mean, I've, been, I've, I've celebrated several anniversaries for my 30th birthday, at least 20 of them, and that, I'll stop at that. Um, <laughs> well, I know, and you've been married to your husband for 35 years, so yes, you gotta yes. be, <laughs> we have to have a little idea of that. Yeah, we do, <laughs> uh, especially when my son is 33 and I'm telling him that, you know, you're older than mom now, but... <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But yeah. so you've seen uh, a season of events for sure. Yeah. I've seen how it's evolved and it's changed and how, you know, it's, it's more and more prevalent now that we're having speakers and people coming in to, you know, motivate. And what I, what basically what I say, elevate, educate, and empower. Th- those are the three keys to speaking as itself in itself. So I think that, you know, keeping that in mind when we're moving forward with this is like, just monumental. If you can remember those three things, that's what you have to do when you're speaking. One of those things or all of them. But what I'm seeing that's happening is you've got 
two different playing fields. You have some people who really get it and they're doing their due diligence on understanding the pivot. And then there's some that are like so desperate that they are going like, you know, completely bonkers on just pitching up the yin-yang and there's no rhyme or reason for it. And, 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 and I'm seeing all of this kind of coming across even to me because we have speakers come to our events as well. And what do you mean when you say pitching up the yin yang? What do you mean? Is it like throwing oh, everything right. at the wall to see what sticks because yes. I don't know what I don't know who I am anymore? Or well, no, they don't know who I am, and they're or they don't know who. And it's like I, I saw a post even today where people are pitching, and it's like, oh, I want to speak on your 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 platform, or I want to be in front of your your group, and it's like, do you know? And then I look at what they do, and I'm like, do you know what we do? Right. Because you know. I don't think that maybe that's good, Matt, for the ladies right now, you know, or, you know, it, it, it's, and that was funny because one of the girls on Instagram was saying, hey, she, she shared, she didn't say who it was, so I won't even say her name, but she shared what it was that they said, and she goes, what's really funny is they didn't even look to see who I was, because if they did, they would see that this doesn't go with what I do. So people, and do you feel like this is a different, Sharon? Because there's always the people that, I guess, like the spammer promoter people, right? And Yes. And look, guys, take it from Sharon and take it from me. No one likes it. If you get, you know, like if you just spam a, uh, a non-thought out, you know, I got, I got a list of 500. I'm just going to put the same template in. And even if I tweak it slightly, but just to send it out to all these people, man, the, the, I don't know, the desperation, the, for me, it's like the uncaring, you know, it's like, I get the, exactly for the podcast all the time. I, you know, I get pitches and, and it is nice, even though like, even, you know what I'm saying, Sharon, like, even if somebody tweaks their template and they say, Hey, um, you know, I've been listening to your show and I really like the episode with so-and-so how exactly. you talked about this and look that even that I know is a template, right? They probably just went, but the fact that they went to the podcast, they looked, they saw an episode, they got the name of someone, even if they only listened for a second or they didn't at all, they at least know who I am. Right. <laughs> that, but you can tell the them, ones that don't when they, the, the best one I've ever gotten and it happens quite frequently is when they forget on that copy and paste to change the name. Oh, I love it. Sharon, you, you already jumped on the gun. I was going to get into some of the, the bad <laughs> pitches. You know, we leave those anonymous generally, but do you have some, some, some other times too? So what, what are some, some things that speakers have done to um, get into one of your events you're planning or into your membership group and speak that you just think, God, like, no, this doesn't work. How they approached or who they were or any of that kind of thing. Um, so when I walked into the world of doing I'm possible as opposed to, you know, as opposed to the event planning side, um, even though I did corporate, it was, it's a different element when I'm getting speakers from my own, you know, my own tribe. And at first I wanted to help everyone. So I was letting everyone speak and immediately that was like, yeah, no, we can't do this because they, it got point where some of those that were coming and I only had a handful, but the little things like I understand, you know, you may know your topic, but understanding just the simple things like your visual aids, not everyone is, is, is auditorial. You have to keep take into consideration, especially because we're doing a lot more virtual. And I believe that virtual is going to be the new norm because it's getting a better 
what and I'll be honest, I, it was hard even for me to transition. And now I'm loving it. And I'm not sure I'm going to go back to what I was used to in 2019. Interesting. And so it because it helps me to I, I'm getting more exposure. So I, I'm finding that, you know, a lot of companies are talking about this is giving them more exposure and, and as far as being able to reach more people. And by doing that, being able to have them, you know, like understand that the dynamics of a person's ability to learn are going to be different. So some people need visual, some people need to hear it, some people need both. And that's just, I thought, common sense or, you know, it's common. And my, my mantra is always common sense isn't common. So <laughs> right. take that in consideration when you are speaking to a large group, how are they going to learn? And I had someone come and they were, it, it's not knowing how to separate something that happened and they couldn't separate it and they were all over the place. So they didn't have a flow and we were all lost. And the feedback that I got was what happened? Okay. Because they just, they, they, they didn't even know what the presentation was about. Gotcha. So really, be, you have to plan it, especially because life can happen, having your visual aids, having, and these are like the simple things that I thought were like, again, common sense or simple. They're not really simple, supposedly, because not everybody gets it. So, so what we're talking about first off is when you do land a speaking gig, most likely for the foreseeable future, it's going to be virtual or there's going to be a virtual piece of it at least. We, um, uh, last week, we, we talk, I talked with a friend of mine. Uh, who's been in, uh, in the keynote speaking world for, you know, forever and a day. And he's talking about the hybrid events where we're kind of maybe a new thing is going to be hybrid where we're doing a little bit of both. And my partner, Jen and I, you know, we, we did a conference where we did kind of a version of a hybrid where we have a studio and we have people coming in and out and we're doing things together and connecting with the audience versus just being on zoom, but either way it's virtual. So, you, you know, if you're speaking, there's a lot that's the same, but you need to be able to to shift your style. And maybe you usually don't use PowerPoints because you're out there touching and hugging babies. And well, you can't hug babies anymore. You can't touch people in the audience. So you got to find a different way to do that. Um, if I don't know you, Sharon, and you know, maybe I feel like I'm a really good potential speaker for your audience. I would like to connect with you. I don't want to be one of those people that reaches out with a bad cold DM. What could I do to either... I don't know, get your attention to, to connect with you in an authentic way and not come off like I don't care, which I think is actually a pretty hard thing to do sometimes. What kind of cold interactions, you know, or, or introductions would you potentially respond to or connect with? How would you do that? So it goes back that no like and trust. Okay. Uh, I find that it's easier for me, at least, and I'm speaking for me, when someone takes the time to say, hey, uh, I, I saw your profile on LinkedIn and I'd really love to learn more about I'm Possible. You've already given me my what's in it for me because that's what it's all about, right? And I mean, I, I do the same thing with when I'm trying to talk to someone else just to get to know them, let alone pitch to speak or anything else. But it's like, I want to get to know you first because at the end of the day, the worst part about it for me with building that connect is I really do want that connection, not just an opportunity. Yes. And you said it right there. I mean, guys, if you're looking for what do I say in a message and look, LinkedIn, right? 300 characters, you mm -hmm. got to be succinct. But that little piece, it's so simple. Hey, I want to connect and find out more about you and I'm possible. And it's like, oh, if somebody came and said, you know, because what do you get on LinkedIn most often? What's the opposite of that, Sharon? I have gotten the long messages that are like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Oh my gosh. All the bells and whistles. Um, I'd love to tell you together. more about what we can offer. <laughs> You're right. 
and I'm it's like, like how can you but, I, but tell I, me any more about you? You already told me everything about you. <laughs> right. On top of, I didn't even tell you I wanted what you have. Yeah. And that's the hard part. And it's like, you never want to be nasty because you don't, you know, I don't believe in burning bridges either, but it's like, I, and I usually just politely say, no, thank you. I'm not interested at this time, but it's really disheartening because I feel like you want to create this relationship with me, but you haven't even taken the time to say, Hey, I want to get to know you Yeah. before you just kind of just kind of, you know, took the garbage and just dumped it on. So the, so what we're saying, everyone is you, if you're going to connect with someone that you know about their event, I mean, reach out knowing about the event. And even if you said, Hey, I love what you're doing. Um, I wanted to connect with you about your event. And here's the event name. Exactly. And and I'm not saying I want to connect with you about speaking at the event. I'm awesome. Tell me. It's like, hey, I want to connect with you about that event. Find out a little more about it. And now at the very minimum, what are you thinking, Sharon? Same as me. You're probably thinking what? Like, oh, well, maybe they want to attend. Maybe they want to help promote. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they're going to sell me. I don't know yet, but at least they're interested in what I'm doing. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. And I've, I've built fast relationships from that and they are part of I'm possible. And that's how they become part of I'm possible because now they learn more about who we are and then it becomes, wow, I didn't even realize that. And I'm inviting them to speak before they even ask because I see the value of what they have to deliver to my tribe because I want to give my tribe the best of the best that's out there. Let's actually go to that next. If we can, when you're, when you are looking at booking a speaker, um, some, I, I know this isn't you, but there's some promoters and some meeting planners out there that just, they want the biggest name or they just, you know, Hey, as long as I'm selling tickets, you know, who cares, you know, so to speak, what you just said is so refreshing as well, because you want to bring the very, very best and you're taking care of your people. And I know that when you talk about your community, it really is a community. It's almost that tribal family. These are my people. And and you are one of those promoters that looks after the people. You protect the people and you want to bring them great resources of value. So with all that said, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. <laughs> with all that said, what kind of, what are the things you're looking for to bring them? Do you, for instance, do you think of, hey, I really want to bring a topic like, you know, writing books and then you're going to look for book writing experts or do you look for, hey, generally in this space, there's a ton of topics. I'm looking for the right people. Are you looking for a big name? Are you looking for someone who's going to help you promote? I know some people will say, hey, if you help me sell tickets, you know, what, kind of, what are some of your top values for what you're looking for um, and why you would book one speaker over another? And that was a complicated as, question <laughs> that made sense. <laughs> as, as I guess as simple as I can say, it's like, it's know their heart. And I, you can kind of tell when someone is coming with a little bit of fluff. Um, so I kind of want to know who they are and what their intentions are for the, even their own business. It's, it's almost like you can have, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good scenario to present. Um, I'll use church, for instance, you can go to some Let's talk churches. church. Let's talk church. You can go to some churches and you'll meet these pastors. And it's like the first word out of their mouth is give your 10%. And then there are some that are, even if you don't have the 10% to tie, God will take your time. It's not all, the, all always about the money. So it's, it's one of those, do you see the difference that I'm trying to paint here? So it's like, you've got someone that's just like, I don't want to go after that person. That's just, oh my God, I just, I'm struggling with how to explain it because it's, it's, 
I Could you say like almost transactional? Like I'm not looking yeah. for someone who wants to be transactional where, hey, you can come to my church, but make sure you tithe or right. I want to go speak I, at your event, but hey, right. can I sell? Can I do this? What, how are we exactly. going to, what's our networking relationship going to be versus what's our relational relationship going to be, right? Right. And I want to make sure that they, their heart is in what they do. I guess that's the, that's what Ooh. I'm looking for. Their heart is in what they do, not necessarily what they have. I like and that. because they, they, they're so eager to make a sale that nine times out of 10, that transaction is going to be shady. And then my people are hurt and I've recommended them. And, and I've, I've, even though it's not my responsibility to take that on from the standpoint of I'm not responsible for another person's action. I still want the best of my ability to bring them qualified people that are compassionate enough to understand that these women are really trying to to create a legacy, you know, and 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 create generational wealth for their families, their and their their community. So when you get that car salesman that wants to just come in and, you know, let's No, it hurts deal, everyone. It hurts everyone. It hurts it hurts everyone and the thing is it's like and I'll be the first to tell you, if not me, then then find someone that can do this for you. You know, even when I was doing event planning, I would tell a bride up front, these are some things that I can tell you that you need to work on. And you can, I mean, I, I'm more than qualified to do it because I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. However, if our personalities don't clash or you feel that it's not in your budget, get someone to help you. It doesn't have to be me. And nine times out of 10, they would come back me. Yeah. Because it was, it's like that Macy's, you know, how you do the Thanksgiving parade movie with, um, it's not even Thanksgiving Day, it's Christmas movie, um, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th, yeah. Where he, they, they send them to all the different stores. Mm-hmm. Right, because right. Because they took the best interest of the customer. And Santa and says, that, you're looking for this? Well, they have it on sale over here. I want you to be yeah. taking care of and That's that, so good. That's what I really feel like. If I think business as a whole, if we did that, it would be so much easier to do business because it's genuine. That's awesome. Sharon, the other thing that was, I was preparing for this, I was thinking about your, you have a different take. So you, I said, what kind of membership is this? Are you doing, because we mentioned uh, my business partner, Jen Koffel and engaging speakers and how she does a monthly membership. I said, is this a monthly meeting? And you said, no, it's a mastermind. Can you kind of break down the structure of your people, your community, and and the actual event structure itself? How many events do you have? What do they look like? And you, we could talk about certainly pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, or maybe it's the same, but it went from live to virtual, et cetera. Can you break down kind of a year in the life of one of your people event-wise? Year in the life of one of my people? Yeah, well, if if I joined, uh, if I joined the I'm Possible movement and group, okay. what does a year look like as far as events go? Do I go to a monthly meeting? Oh, do I go to a quarterly okay. mastermind? Sorry, okay. I'm all over the place with questions. <laughs> That's okay. I just need to understand because for a minute I'm like, do I need to pick one of my members to tell you about? Oh, um, <laughs> That's how we interpret it. I've had this mouth for for years, forty of them, and uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> That's great. Um, so event it, structure, what does it, what, what it kind of look like? How do you lay things out? So what we do, we have the monthly masterminds and that that's the model of it. Everything else was secondary. Um, I wanted to create a safe space 
for women to be able to come and talk about the most pressing challenges that they're having in business. And sometimes we do talk about what's even going on in our personal lives, because at the end of the day, guess what? It's all combined. And it, when you're trying to juggle it all, sometimes it's just good to hear from someone else how they manage um, certain scenarios that may be happening while they're trying to juggle both their professional and their personal lives. So we do the mastermind. It's 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 a roundtable kind of thing where everyone gets hot seated. I mean, everyone where they can you have a minute to tell what your what what your problem is, and then you know about seven minutes we all go around trying to, you know, either and sometimes it's like pulling eye teeth, but like pull out of them what they've done and what they're struggling with because sometimes it's like the titanic you know the surface may look like this but what's really underneath that's that's really giving you that pain and we work and we mastermind around that to give you know different scenarios or different solutions that they can do and a lot of the you know the women that i have are they're they're all different types of coaches um authors have uh, the, the designers you name it we have a little bit of everything and what's nice is we've all experienced it in different ways and it really helps them to kind of get out of their own head and see that one they're just not alone and help them that and it also helps with like the imposter syndrome because it's you know we feel like we don't deserve it or we feel like you know and i always tell, tell i tell all my girls perfection is the enemy of good let's just get Amen. it done just get it done and then you can always go back and fix it because being that event planner when i was doing my events like because i was doing decor like when i say i love decor i could talk to you for 10 minutes and have your whole event planned to a t and there are details that you will never see unless i point them out because people don't understand your your event tells a story especially when it's a wedding or a corporate event where it's you know decorated and that was where that's where i got my my greatest jam but that's what i tell them is perfection is the enemy of good so you don't have to be perfect um and then from there they go they implement and then they come back okay i've done this now i'm i'm, I'm struggling with this so or it might just be how do i move faster or you know how do i actually just do something and then over the past two years i've listened and the common threads is what I'm now starting to bring in with, which is part of my Empower CEO series. And I do that on a different night and we have an expert come in and talk for about half hour, 45 minutes, just giving them the nuggets they need because mm -hmm. what I'm trying, what, what, and I'm not trying, I mean, I'm, I'm intentionally putting people in front of them that they can actually get help in the areas that they need help. That makes a lot of sense. So if I'm hearing this right now, you're, are you running two different communities or is it, two different platforms for the same community of people. I'm running multiple platforms for the same community of people. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the CEO piece is where you're doing a monthly meeting and you're bringing a speaker in for 30 to 45 minutes. And I know you, I want to talk about a little bit more about your frame for that, because again, I, I can sense for sure from your language that you don't just want someone to come in and do their canned keynote speech, right? They're their standard issue, finding clients, 40 minute, I tell my story, my three principles and move on. You want something a little bit deeper, something a little more relevant. At your, your mastermind, do you bring in any speakers or coaches or is it strictly masterminding between members? It is a true mastermind between members. Oh my gosh. Style. I don't know when last time I heard about one of those was. Yeah, and what's interesting is as I, as I did a lot of research on masterminds, 
And so how it all even started was I really just wanted to promote a conference and I did the masterminds to promote it. And that then the conference was in February of 2018. And when I was done with the conference, the ladies walked up and they're like, when is our next mastermind? And I was completely <laughs> like, blown away with, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, well, we're not going to stop that, are we? And I'm like, and you're like, well, not. that was just to promote tickets. Exactly. But you exactly. want that by itself? <laughs> and yeah. So, and what was really interesting, cause, and, and I'm a huge, huge believer of serendipity. And I literally, the month after my conference, I got invited by two different people who did not know one another to the same event. And it was with CEO Space of, and Bernie Dorman. Yeah, I know and, Bernie. Yeah, I miss him. Oh, I knew, I knew Bernie, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, I became club, club president for him. Mm. Um, he loved my people. I, like, he flew in for my event. Yeah. And, I mean, amazing. But he sat with me for an hour. And if you knew Bernie, he's like, give me your phone. And I was like, okay. And he's like, okay. And he would put on my, he put on my phone um, some kind of recording thing because I didn't know how to put that on my phone. He set it up and he goes, now I need you to focus and listen to me. And I'm like, okay. And he just like, just spewed all over me. It, it, but it was so much, it, it was, I can't even begin to tell you what he gave me in that hour. Yeah. And it was the model for my business. And it was like, a, he took it to another level. He understood everything I was doing. And he actually gave me clarity, like in a, in a way that I just didn't know was even humanly possible to do in an hour. And What's amazing was he was doing the same thing just from in a magnitude of what I charge and what he charges were two different beasts. Yes. Um, but I knew why I wanted to be in the space I was in because there's a lot of women like me and I wanted to help those women. There's resources out there for people who can afford like your program, 10X, and can afford Bernie's program, you know, with CEO space. But there aren't a lot of programs that's similar to the two of yours that can still be in a price range for someone that needs to eventually maybe in five years attend yours but right now they just need a, st a stepping stone and that's why i always say i work with budding entrepreneurs even with coaching because they're that. just getting started so it's like my wheelhouse is helping them to push them to someone like you sharon i, I think i think that's uh, that's incredible and yeah you know I, um just speaking of bernie i remember you know just i did an event in 2014 of uh, a, a new event for me. It was kind of my first conference style event. I'd done a lot of workshops and trainings, but that was the first one. There was like a bunch of different people and I'd been connected and Bernie flew in um, unpaid. He, yeah. and he was one of the only speakers that was kind of a, you know, a, a big name. He was the only person that was like, Hey, what do you need? Um, how can, how can I take care of the people? What do you want me Bernie. to do? Do you want me to do something more, something less? And he ended up doing his speech. He did a VIP training at a VIP lunch and did a networking thing. And it never stopped because he was sitting in the hallway as he does, right? And I remember walking out and every time he just sat in the hallway and he sit with someone and didn't matter who it was, right? It didn't Rich. matter. And no. it was, it was it, and he it did the be. he did the turn on your phone, let me see your phone thing. And I just yes. um so wherever you are, well, I know where you are, but I just uh yeah. best wishes to to uh, Bernie and his family. So yeah, it's it's incredible. And I think we can we can all be in, in our business endeavor a lot more like that. You know, where yeah. CEO space came to your point, there's just that that attitude of what does someone genuinely need? And how can I bring that to them? How can I bring them this value? Because I don't just want to do my program. And that's how all my programs, I hope, have started and come out is 
I mean, early on, Sharon, I don't know if you relate to this or not, but early on in my career, I kind of followed other people's advice where it was like, hey, what kind of lifestyle do you want as an entrepreneur? And what business do you want? And build the, it was the, the, the selfish business model in a way, you know, build a business right. that you want for you. And I was like, oh, this would be exciting. And I love this and I'm passionate about that. So I would do these things that I thought were awesome. And somewhere along the way, I just had this blinding flash of the obvious when I'm like, wait, what do people really need? Like I'm, I'm trying to market and, and write copy and sell this mastermind that I was doing at the time. I'm trying to sell my coaching program. And I just stopped one day and was like, wait a minute. I don't think this is actually what people need. You know, I thought it was a cool program and it was great and I was passionate about it. I'm trying to help, right? Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't what people needed. So I started reverse engineering and it sounds like exactly what you did with your group is what do these women really need? What are they looking for? What would bless them, right? What's going to help them to get to that next level? And then you just simply go, okay, well, let me put that together, right? Right. So now, so now you, it led you to different platforms. And I want to kind of, if I can, Sharon, um, uh, bring the conversation uh, back into kind of booking a speaker. So let's say, do you plan out a year? Let's give them a little bit of strategy. Let, let's say I, would, I think I want to speak at your CEO uh, group, that platform. I think I do, but I don't want to be presumptuous. How do you go about booking that? Do you look at topics that you that you know your women are, are needing to learn about and then you start seeking people and relationships? Do you do yeah. that a year in advance? Do you do that month by month? Tell me a little bit about your process for the topics and for the speakers. So right now, um, and what's pretty cool is because I've, I, I do have a little bit of an arsenal. Um, I have been strategically just kind of looking at people that I know and what I know they can bring with their A game to help you know, the, 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 as I call them, my tribe, and have been inviting them to come and speak and then letting them know what dates are available. Okay. So I kind of did it a little backwards. Um, my goal is to book out next year. We are already booked through, I believe, June. That's awesome. And do you like that? Is that something that's like amazing to have it all planned and done and dialed in? Oh, yeah. And my goal is to have it completely booked out for next year by before I leave. All right. Or, so, um, yeah. Speaker, do you for hear that? Reason. Listen, too many people are still trying to go last minute and listen what Sharon just said, right? My goal, like a lot of medium planners and a lot of uh, membership, especially when you're running the chapter or a monthly membership group, a lot of people you're trying to book your year out. So if you're trying to go in and going, hey, I have this thing I'm doing it will look, it makes sense. If you have something you're doing in February, you're trying to speak before that to promote it and it's all good, right? Your book's coming out or whatever. But if your book's coming out in February, don't try to think you're going to speak at Sharon's group in March or April, you know, people right. who are on top of it, promoters and, and planners and mastermind owners that really get it and are professional are very often going to be booked six, 12, even 18 months out. So if, okay, so knowing that, Sharon, let's say I'm like, man, I hope I can throw my hat in the ring for the second half of 2021 for you. You know, I'm hoping that if you still have a few spots, maybe we can have a conversation and see if that would be a good fit. What's the process for that if, you know, you say, you know, we have met and we've connected and there is a referral there, you know, we're, we're getting to know each other a little more. What are you looking for from that point 
forward? Is it just do the dates work or are you saying, Hey, in October, I'm really thinking I want to talk about X subject and Matt would be great for that. Or Joe would be great for that. Or, uh, Stephanie would be great for that. So one of the things that I'm going to start doing because I do want to finish out the rest of my year for next year, um, is put it on the website to give people the opportunity to submit at that point um because i do want to close it up and like i said i have reached out to my arsenal to and it it comes down to timing and some people don't understand and you kind of hit the nail on the head with one of the points which was oh i've got this that i want to promote right now right and i don't have anything for right now so with that being said it's like if you can't have right now, then it doesn't work for you. And that's okay. But you have to be flexible when you're trying to get on someone's speaking platform. So I want to now start putting it out there. You know, I, I at least got to a comfortable place to where now I can have it where you can actually submit to do it. That's a great idea. When somebody submits and they don't know you, what are some things that you, that we should a hundred percent watch for and make sure that the submission has a chance uh, of making the grade? What again, and this may be kind of going back to what are some submission mistakes? Because now, right, I'm, I'm not just cold DMing you. I'm going to your website. I'm following your process. I'm actually respecting what you're doing. I'm reading about it. And I want to get a good submission that's going to turn your head. What are some elements you're looking for? Is it a good bio? Is it well written? Do I need a video? Uh, I don't know. Like, what, what are some of those things that might make the difference? So for me, I'm a simple girl. I, I mean, all of that is great. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I love it. How, how can I, I'll never forget being in corporate America. And I used to get these all the time and people were sent, you would always ask me, how do you get such good jobs? And I would look at them and smile and say, I know my target of what I'm going for. And I know how to BS them very well because I tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> so my resume always looked impeccable and I always got really great jobs. And then when you go on the interview, you, that's when you see you have that connection. So for me, you can send me all the amazing things you have. I want to talk to you. I genuinely want to talk to you and kind of just know who you are and kind of like you and I, I, I'm sure you have your questions, but it's been, as you put it, evergreen conversation. I want to have that evergreen conversation with you to really know where your head is at. Yeah. So, so no, no um, substitute for just being real and getting to know somebody. Exactly. I, I think I want, that's awesome. I, I want just, you know, authenticity. I think that's awesome. Okay. So you have assuming, to be good at your craft, but I want to authenticity. <laughs> yeah. So assuming uh, I'm authentic and real, the next question is what's more important? Who the person is, like in your mind, uh, their prestige, their credibility, their platform, their promotion, help, whatever, you know, that side versus the craft of what they do, what they teach, how good they are at a thing. And I know that's not a fair question, but if you had no, to categorize is. them, what's more important? Their craft. Their craft. I, I, I want to see, I, if, they, if they get the results and they can help these women grow in whatever aspect of it that they are in, that to me is more important than their celebrity, so to speak, and, sure. you know, their, all, all, all the other stuff. And I am so like not starstruck on, you know, I mean, I would rather have, although I do love Gary Vee, I have to say I do love Gary Vee. Um, <laughs> but I'll be honest, he would not be someone I would bring in front of my audience. What about The Rock, Dwayne okay. Johnson? See, so I would not expose him to anyone but me. I'm just saying. 
Just saying. Yeah, no. Um, and nor Will Smith. So we're just going to get all of that off the table. That, but that I would have now. a coffee with them privately. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to drop that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's edit. This has been such a fun time. And um, I get, I'm sad. I'm already looking at the clock going. Time is gone. But um, you have, I would like for you to please plug away. There's women out there, especially now, with the virtual ability to connect and connect real and deep. If you want to be a part of what Sharon's doing, Sharon, how do we find out more about you? What would you like someone to do if they're like, girl, I resonate with everything you're saying? Obviously, follow on social, but I think you have a gift. And how do we find out more about your masterminds and your women's group? Um, definitely jump on over on the website, um, www.impossible. That's I M P O S S I B L E W E C dot com. Um, everything is there, including scheduling time with me. So if you want to even learn about the masterminds, learn more about who I am, schedule the time, um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's all I'm possible W E C. That would be great. Outstanding. And I know you're going to hate this, but it's it's spelled like impossible, but it's I'm yeah. possible, which is, again, the entire theme. And it's so beautiful. So it's I'm possible, uh, WEC.com. And then if you want to get some time and actually chat, because Sharon's a real deal, man. And when she says she wants to chat and find out who you are, she really means it. And if you want a session, it's coachingwithsharon.com. Is that right? Yes. Man, that is awesome. Check it out. Check out the WEC meeting. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. This is a place to be. It's a place to mastermind. It's a place to grow. And certainly, uh, it may very well be a place to speak on some of those platforms. So I encourage you to reach out to Sharon and find that form intake form, you know, and see if you might be the next big speaker to go transform the lives of all of these members. Heck yeah. Sharon, last question. Go for it. If you could look back and change anything along your business journey thus far, what would you change? Or would you leave it all the same? I would leave it all the same because it made me who I am today. Wise, sage words. Thank you, Sharon Ringer. You're welcome. All right, guys, that's the show for this week. Uh, Man, I've been loving this season of speaking and getting books. So my thanks again to Sharon Ringer for coming out from the Impossible Business Network or the the Women's Network. I don't want to say business. It's so much more than just business. The Women's Entrepreneur. (laughs) I'm so used to entrepreneur. Let me get this right. The Impossible Women's Empowerment Collaborative. And collaborative is is that key word. So let's remember, let's recap and listen to what Sharon said. Be authentic. There's no replacement for being real. You have to be able to talk to people. Please don't cold pitch uh, with a blanket template with the wrong name. You know, basically take a little bit of time. Get to know the stage that you think you want to be on. Get to know that stage a little bit. And then reach out and connect about the thing that the person has. Ask them about their stage. That's great advice from Karen, uh, Karen, great advice from Sharon for getting you booked even more. So to your success, get out there and speak, get booked, get on stage, and I'll see you next week uh, with our next episode of Speaking of Getting Booked. Bye-bye.